Thank you. Be seated, please. There's a friend of ours sent us some pictures a while ago. Or sent us one picture y'all ago of us out eating, me and my wife and brother and his wife and friend of ours. And I had on a shirt back then and and she told me years ago, she said, I said, What happened to my shirt? She said, I don't know where it went. I thought she'd burn it. But she just confessed a minute ago she put it in the garbage and she didn't know where it went. They took it away. <laughs> oh, man. But there it was in that picture it told on her. <laughs> oh, man. Lord's good to us, isn't He? It really is. Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to Mark chapter 5. I'd just like to read a little bit. Mark chapter 5. I'm going to read verse 1. Find it and follow along with me if you would, please. Mark chapter 5, verse 1. And they came over into the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because there he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice, and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God, that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, said, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much, that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was nigh, under the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and there were about two thousand, and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled, and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they saw, and they that saw it told it how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray uh, him to depart out of their coast. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil, prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee, and had had compassion on thee. And departed, began to publish the, uh, in the Capitolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, as we read this story over and over all these years, Lord, every time we read it, there's something new and precious comes out of it. It seems to bless our hearts. 
I pray tonight it'll be a blessing to somebody, especially here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here's a perfect picture of God's plan of salvation by grace. Someone has written, I found it in a little book, I have tried and tried in vain many ways to ease my pain. Now all others hope is past, only this is left at last. Here before thy cross I lie, here I live, or here I die. Now, many people uh, live a lifetime and never come to this realization. It's all the cross, you either live or die, amen? And many people today claim to be saved, yet there's no evidence of our outward change in lives. Now, if by the Word of God and by the inward speaking of the Holy Spirit, every lost person could ever see their self uh, as these demon-possessed men of Gadadir, I promise you they'd get saved. Amen? Because this man said uh, he was possessed to the devil. Notice, there can be no indwelling of Christ until there be an outgoing of Satan. Two cannot live in the same house, the Bible said. Righteousness has nothing to do with wickedness. There was a young person came to me here some time ago, well, it's been several years ago now, and told me uh, that they were, can, they wanted to know something, could a saved person be possessed by the devil? I said, no, they cannot, for this simple reason. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, and the devil can't live in the same house as the Holy Spirit. Amen? Now, he can cause us a lot of problems, but he can't possess us. There must be a turning to Christ before you can turn from Satan, though, is what this story is about. Now, notice this man's condition. Verses 2 through 5, he had an unclean spirit. He, he lived among the dead or the tombs. He was a violent man. He was always crying, hurting, cutting himself, and he was unclean. In other words, he was dead in his sins and trespasses. Proverbs 21, verse 16 says, The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. 1 Timothy 5, 6, But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. James 1, 15, Then when lust has conceded, bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Notice, too, this man sought peace and could not find it. In verse 5, look at it. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself. If there's one thing I've found, uh, a man in his sins without Christ has no peace. He never has peace and satisfaction. Isaiah 48, verse 22. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Ezekiel 7, verse 25. Destruction cometh and they shall seek peace, and they shall find none. You know what a lot of lost sinners are like? They're like this demon-possessed man. You can tell them, Jesus said, uh, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You can tell them what God the Father said. As I live, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Yet the sinner runs head on in a downward slope to hell. Now, if you reprove him, he is outrageous. If you exhort him, he soils up. If you rebel, rebuke him, he is offended. 
if you speak plainly and try to reason with him, then he comes back with such language that the Bible describes such a person as such a man, a son of Belial, that a man cannot speak to him. Now, he may not be homeless. He might not be naked. He might not be dwelling in the tombs or among the tombs nor bound with fetters, yet the fetters or bounds of sin are even worse than a man who is lost in sin. They guide him. They hook on him. And they won't let him go. Now, I want you to notice a changed life. Beginning in verse 15 down through 20 talks about the changed life. Uh, Verse 15. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. 2 Corinthians 5.17 I guess I quote this verse as much to people as any verse in the Bible. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Ezekiel 4.24 And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Romans 8, verse 11. But as the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Ezekiel 2, 1. And you hath He quickened who were dead in trespasses of sin. Now here's the truth. If you're not born again, then you're not saved. If you have no change in your life, then you're not saved. If the world cannot tell the difference, you're not saved. It's just that simple. And, and I talk to people about this all the time. The changed life means you put some new clothes on. Uh, you, you dress modestly. You cover up your nakedness. I was talking to a missionary about this one time, and, and there's a tribe of Indians, I think it's down in South America, if I remember right, that they wear nothing but a little string. That's all they wear. Just a little string around their waist. And they think they're dressed. Without that string, they're naked. And, and they're embarrassed about it. And I read that. He said, this is one thing I found, preacher. Anytime I got to lead them to the Lord, the first thing they want to do is put some clothes on. Every time I lead one of them to the Lord, the first thing they want to do is put some clothes on. Now, I believe that that's teaching you and I something, that when you get truly saved, you change. You're changed. And this story sure puts to rest the theory of secret discipleship. I get so sick of people that tell me they're saved by the grace of God. But now, Lord, uh, now, preacher, you've got to understand that's, that's between me and my Lord. That's not having anything to do with the church or you, preacher, or anybody else. My salvation is between me and the Lord. I don't tell everybody I'm saved, and I don't go around bragging on my Savior and all that kind of stuff. That's between my, me and my Lord. But i tell you one thing, that's not Bible salvation. And I want you to notice this. I'm saved, but it's a personal matter. It's between me and my God. Or I just don't know what to say, or me and other excuses people uh, use and claim to be saved never witness for Christ. Now I want you to watch verse 18. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed to him that he might uh, be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go on to thy friends 
and tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee and had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish it. Now, uh, in other words, then, it could, he just couldn't keep quiet. I never will forget when I got to say, I want to tell everybody. And I did tell everybody. Everybody I come in contact with, hey, I say, hey, I got saved the other night. And I knew exactly when I got saved. I knew when I accepted Christ as my Savior. And I told everybody I come in contact with about it. I just couldn't keep quiet about it. And a lot of people call me a little preacher or whatever, or deacon or something. They'd always throw something at me because I just couldn't keep quiet about it. And I believe when you truly get saved, brother, you can't keep quiet about it. You've got to tell somebody. <laughs> David said in Psalm 66, verse 16, Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what He has done for my soul. Amen? Second <laughs> Corinthians 4, verse 13, We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. In other words, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will have to tell somebody. It's just that simple. Jeremiah 20, verse 9 said, Then I said I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. In other words, he said, I can't hold it any longer. i got to tell somebody how Jesus saved my soul. Amen. And I can guarantee you one thing, this old boy, this maniac, this demon-possessed man, had to tell it. Jesus saves, Jesus delivers those that are possessed by the devil. Now this story is just as simple as it can be about an unsaved person that comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and he goes out and tells everybody about it. That's God's plan. That's, God, that's God's way of saving a soul, and that's why God saves a soul. I believe with all my soul. Thank God for God's grace. He saved me. Amen. I go around thanking the Lord for that all the time. But I also realize something. Jesus didn't save my soul just for my sake. Jesus saved my soul for Jesus' sake. And for that reason, He told each one of us to go out and tell somebody else about it. And and I watch these uh, young fellows on these bicycles around Brandon. I don't know what they are. I can't remember uh, what denomination they are. I don't think they're Jehovah's Witness. I think they're Mormons, if I remember right. And uh, they ride around on bicycles, and they, t- they stop people on the sidewalk and everywhere else. Now, I know how that works. They have taught them that they go to heaven by their works. Without doing something for the Lord, you don't, you're not saved. Uh, you can't go to heaven without doing something for the Lord. That's not true. We're saved by the grace of God. But those boys put us to shame. I mean, they get on their little bicycles and away they go and they witness, they tell everybody they can about their religion. I wonder how come we don't. I, I've been so glad and so thankful ever since the day I got saved that honest to goodness, if I couldn't preach, if I was in a, in a rest home, in a wheelchair in a rest home, I'd have to tell everybody in there uh, how I got saved. Amen. Uh, when I'm on the job, i got to tell everybody around me. If you don't want to hear it, get away from me then, because I'm going to tell it. Jesus saves. Because I'm not the same I used to be. And you look at this old maniac, possessed with the devil, he ain't the same. He told, I love it. 
I love it that they come looking for him and said, wait a minute, that old boy ain't the same. He done put on some clothes. He done talks different. He acts different. He's not the same person. Why? Because his soul belongs to the Lord now. And he's different. Amen? What a wonder. I love that story. I hope it's been a blessing to you tonight. Stand with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, I do thank you for your simple plan of salvation. You give it over and over in the Scriptures in many ways. Only one salvation, but explanations are given in different orders in the Bible if we just look for it. And I look at this man, and I've seen so many people in my years that is like that man. Maybe not chained, not in being torn in the flesh, but they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what's got a hold of them. But the Bible says it's the devil. And when you come into that heart, that soul and body changes. That spirit changes. And Lord, we learn to love you. And we learn to appreciate what you've done for us. And anybody is loved by somebody and is treated like we are in salvation, we have to tell it. We have to tell it. Bless us, we pray tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. Let's sing something, please. 382, softly and tenderly. Sing it with us, please.